0: Back in nineteen seventy one, I did something that was really interesting and a lot of fun. I got a divorce. And the reason it was such fun was because I did it all myself, without the help of a lawyer. I drew up the documents and typed them, and I took them into the court registry and filed them. And when the trial date came around, I went into court myself and talked to the judge. And he granted the divorce in about five minutes. And instead of it costing me somewhere between $300 and $600, it would have cost me $36, but I managed to cut a couple of corners. And it actually cost me $33.50. <laughs> and on top of that, I got a song out of it. Do it yourself is all the rage. This is the hobby merchant age. Learn how to crochet or sew or knit. Brew your own beer with a special kit. Make out purses. Try painting or weaving or building bookshelves in the wall. Or if you want something a bit more exciting... Here is the best of them all, the do-it-yourself divorce. You have to be married, of course. You study petitions, then draw up your own. You don't need a lawyer, you do it alone. You handle the case in court. It's really an elegant sport. And $36 is all that it costs, the do-it-yourself divorce. Now, I'd like you to try singing that.
1: And I'd also like
0: you to clap. The do-it-yourself divorce. There are five places where that fits in quite naturally, so let's give it a whirl. The do-it-yourself divorce. You have to be married, of course. You study petitions and draw up your own. You don't need a lawyer, you do it alone. You handle the case in court. It's really an elegant sport. And $36 is all that it costs. The do-it-yourself divorce. Evidence of adultery. Special detectives to lurk and hide. Waiting the moment to break inside. Judges were always alert for collusion and lawyers charged monstrous fees. But now that the state has withdrawn from our bedrooms, which is a quotation from a speech by Pierre Trudeau, you can be free as the breeze. The do it's yourself, (laughs) divorce. You have to be married, of course. You study petitions and draw up your own, you don't need a lawyer, you do it alone. You handle the case in court, it's really an elegant sport. And thirty-six dollars is all that it costs, to do-it-yourself divorce. You will enjoy your day in court, telling the judge you need support, giving details of your erring spouse. Making it clear why he's such a louse Then when it's over, there's three months of waiting Before you can get your decree The waiting time gives you a chance to consider uh, Just who the next one will be uh, Do it yourself, divorce You have to be married, of course. You study petitions, and draw up your own You don't need a lawyer, you do it alone You handle the case It's really an elegant sport. And $36 is all that it costs. So do it yourself, give
2: And you're listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And you just heard right there Vera Johnson with the track "The Do It Yourself Divorce from the album The Bald Ego. Eagle, recorded live at the Black Horse Folk Club in Sussex, Monday, October 7th, 1974. And Vera Johnson is from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's like the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with from Edmonton, Alberta, Purity Ring, and also from Seattle, Washington, Mclemore and Ryan Lewis. Purity Ring, McLemore, Ryan Lewis, today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. To prepare you for Purity Ring, gonna play something by The Famines from Edmonton, Alberta as well. We're gonna hear Hi, Hi, Hi by The Famines and then an interview with Purity Ring on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Who are you?
3: Purity Ring. Megan James. And Megan, who's beside
2: you from Purity Ring?
3: Corinne Roddick.
2: Hello, Corin. Hello. Hello, Purity Ring. Hello. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. Now, speaking of Vancouver,
3: Megan, Blanche McDonald, did you take fashion here? Yeah, I went to school here for one year, many years ago. It was nice.
2: A great fashion school, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's good. It, yeah.
2: And Megan has a special line, a Giraffe Dactyl. She does, this is true. Could you please explain more, Megan?
3: Okay, so I don't really do it anymore, but when I made... oh, I mean, I still make clothes, but I don't call them giraffodactyl. It's still my email address, though. <laughs> I call uh, <tell> them that. <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's like a, a brand that I made that, that I just put on tags.
2: So it's great that you like to make stuff, Megan.
3: Thank you. Now, you've made some dolls.
2: I think I saw some photos of some dolls.
3: Oh, yeah. In, in uh, September, we toured. And I'd, we were in a van. And I had a lot of time on the road. So I would sat in the back and made these little like uh, dolls out of ticking.
2: So I was thinking hmm, purity ring they love music and they like dolls I gotta get them a gift here we have right there uh, biggie small's doll
4: amazing thank you that's so good
2: because you love the biggie don't you <laughs> who doesn't could you please explain the doll how did this compare to your doll
3: well it's it's uh mine was soft like you could squish it like mine i I was thinking more along the lines when I made mine um of it to be something that you would like sleep sleep like have like a like a bed doll you know like a teddy bear but um maybe you could use it as a teddy bear too
4: <laughs> make clothes for it yeah trickier, you should you should make an outfit for him.
2: <laughs> purity ring the importance of this particular website weird canada what can you tell people weird canada oh, this, oh. Pr-
3: this is a precious website um they're, they're didn't they just do something really uh like they just, put, they they like won uh, an award last year or in January or something. I
4: think they're up for some CBC award and they won.
3: Yeah, which is oh, great. They won? I
2: didn't <laughs> know yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. What can you tell the people about Weird Canada and a Weird Fest?
4: Our, our really good friend Aaron Levin started Weird Canada. And Jesse um, Locke.
2: Yeah, Jesse Locke. From SIDS.
4: Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to live on the same apartment floor as Aaron Levin. So I guess that's how we knew him. And um, yeah, he was like, there was a time. Yeah, Me- Megan lived in that building too for a little while so
3: did, so did Cecil from Born Gold I think Eric Chang did for a while
4: yeah that was any, anyway yeah um, I guess there was a time when like there wasn't really much going on in Edmonton and um, and Aaron Levin started like putting on these awesome shows and like he's really built this website and it's like a, a, an amazing place to discover I don't know underground things in Canada like Weird Canada, an amazing website, but also they have these weird fests which you guys played as gobble gobble, right? Yes we did. Well I, I did. I don't Megan probably wasn't in the band anymore by that point, but um, I definitely played maybe two or three Weird Fests with Gobble Gobble, I think. Yeah.
2: Looking here on the poster we have the famines. Yes we do. The amazing hard working famines. They work hard, don't they?
3: Yeah, Garrett and Ray. They
2: tour so much, but they exemplify the Edmonton work ethic, don't they?
4: I would say so. They're very, like... Go
3: ahead. I would say they exemplify the Edmonton flavor. Truly. Yeah. The
4: true Edmonton flavor. Yeah, the famines are the true Edmonton flavor. Yeah. Very, very um, aggressive, but, like, very tasteful. Um, very.
3: The bass drum he plays is, like, the biggest bass drum I've ever seen. It is so nice.
4: Garrett has the biggest kick drum in all of North America, I believe.
3: <laughs> Work ethic. What I mean by that is, if you take a look
2: at the cassettes, this is a cassette they put out. Check this out. Pull this out. What do you see inside the cassette? Like, okay, so he, the book. The book. Like, hello for a second. A book in a
3: cassette. Cassette-sized book. Ray is like a, a graphic designing genius, and it's, everything he makes is kind of like, it's like black and white, and simple and beautiful. It's gorgeous. And then the cassette is in there as well. Wait a second. I have to look at this. I don't remember what it is.
2: It's a book all about their recording. It's like all about the record. as their finances and everything. But yeah, like, they have the most
3: beautiful merch. It's, yeah, they have, anyway. Um, yeah, th- is this for us? Um, that might have been in our personal copy. You got to keep this, man, because <laughs> cause, like, we can get it. It's okay. Yeah
2: the famines, an example of Edmonton work ethic, like really working hard, like a lot of bands from Edmonton, they toured, to put out great releases, but it doesn't stop there for Raymond. What's amazing is Raymond has documented every single band. I don't know if you guys remember this. What can you tell the people about this right here? From 1956 to 2008, what did Raymond do?
3: Should we open it up? Yes, please,
2: go ahead. This to show to people.
3: Careful so it doesn't. Please
2: tell the people what's going on. You're looking at Raymond's?
4: Raymond's, um, I guess, yeah, a map of, of all the music that existed in Edmonton since nineteen fifty six. And what's
2: wild about this is people think, oh Edmonton, not a man not many bands came out of Edmonton. I think this proves that Edmonton rules, doesn't it?
3: This is this is killer, yeah. Look at this. Okay. And it goes all the way to Shout out out out! The what is? Period not on here though. No, because I guess two thousand
2: eight. Where you started by two thousand
3: eight?
2: Two thousand eleven. <laughs> so as you put away the amazing chart put together by Raymond of the famines there, we saw shout out 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 there, and they have a residency now at the National Music Center.
4: Oh, I had no idea actually. That's awesome. What's
2: the thing in Bath? The thing in Calgary, I think it is. Yeah. With all the cool keyboards. Have you visited? Maybe you can tell the people about the cool keyboards there.
4: It's incredible. It's like, I think it's the best collection of keyboards in North America, I believe. And it's like, if you have, if you're into that kind of thing and you have like a day off, it's like amazing. It's all sorts of things that I've never seen before. And they're doing a residency there right now.
3: Yeah. I I didn't know this. Shout out, 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 out.
4: (laughs) Shout out to shout out. out. Out, out, out. Out, out, out.
2: And Purity Ring, I gave your LP to Trinidad James. I saw that. Thanks for doing that, by the way. He loves your video. He loved your video. He's funny, man. I love his tooth. I was thinking, <laughs> you played a gig with him, didn't you, in Miami? Wasn't there a gig, like a castle gig that you played with? Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, it was it's like a bar that has a castle facade. And uh, uh, yeah, they played, they played right before us. It was like, it got pretty, pretty crazy.
4: So you've actually done a gig with Trinidad, that's amazing Yeah, yeah, totally And hopefully more to come oh, Yeah, that would be amazing, we'd love to tour with Trinidad If you're listening, watching This is, this is, this is an invitation, please More gigs More gigs, please
2: You also played Bardo in Miami, do you remember playing
4: Bardot? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, was
3: one of our first shows
4: Wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was like our second or third show ever And
3: there are quite a few
2: South Beachers there, what was that like?
3: Shows in Miami are pretty funny um, They're really sexy
4: what happened oh i don't know nothing in general happened i think some people showed up with like full head zebra masks and then the crowd was very mixed it was like weird weird like mixed like regulars who are there and mostly just to look good and then like a bunch of weird kids who came from the outskirts and really it's quite a strange clash of things happening but it was a really good show
2: also at coachella people thought you were hitting balloons uh what? not true. I have a drum that thought I was hitting balloons. Could you explain though are like lamp drums. You have lamp drums. So people at Coachella thought you were hitting balloons, but they're actually lamp drums.
4: I don't know if people, one person on Twitter thought I was hitting balloons. but um,
3: Can't really tell.
4: Yeah, uh, it's What they actually are, it's like yeah, lamps uh, covered in cloth that are touch sensitive and you strike them with sticks and play them like you would an xylophone. And uh, in doing so, you can trigger synth notes and they light up to show feedback. So all the, all the main melodies and stuff for our songs are played by doing this
3: drum
2: lamp drums
3: lamp drums I like that and
2: sometimes they fall in the audience like they did in San Francisco did
3: that happen in San Francisco
2: did one like fall in the audience have you lost any lamp drums
4: yeah totally actually in New York someone like pulled my tablecloth out and they just like <laughs> all fell <laughs>
3: this girl in the front I swear someone someone told me they saw her and she kind of just like went like this and like pulled on the tablecloth and then like and then they all just fell like on her hopefully
4: <laughs> yeah this happened
2: and you learned Ableton in a car? You learned Ableton in a car?
4: Yeah, I mean, anyone can learn Ableton in, like, a closet if they want. Like, you, all you need is a laptop and some headphones, I guess. I didn't, like, I wouldn't say I learned it. Like, I'm still learning Ableton. It's a very complex program. Oh, uh, But, yeah, that's where I started using it.
2: And anybody can learn Purity Ring on YouTube? What's that YouTube tutorial like This about Purity Ring?
4: Uh, it's, it's it's pretty accurate, actually, I guess. I, I was impressed. It's like, oh, it does sound like us. So, yeah, there's a good... Explain th- to Megan. She's confused. I've never seen this. <laughs> Someone uploaded uh an Ableton tutorial of how to make purity ring songs on your
2: purity ring U- slash crystal castle song
4: <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of the song they the demo song they made was kind of like an in, like if you wanted to if you were curious what our sound with Crystal castle's like completely meshed together that's pretty much it so it was like
2: <laughs> all right <laughs> so yeah, if people are watching us, how accurate is it do you think like how accurate
4: do you think it is Like compressed bass lines and stuff it's uh, I would say it's about twenty percent accurate it's like it's a very rough surface kind of. Um, <laughs> he
3: can't it in his head, yeah. is what he's saying.
4: <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot more going on in there, but uh, he he scratches the surface.
2: It's an honor to have one of those, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's definitely cool.
2: Megan, starboard. Starboard. Megan, starboard. What does this mean? What type of boat does your brother have? Sailboat. Oh, oh
3: gosh. <laughs> okay. He knows he knows. Port.
2: Um, yeah. Port, yes. What sailing terms do you know and what type of boat does your brother have?
3: They had a Yorkton. It was from like 1970s. How long? Something. 38 feet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they tried to sail it from Puerto Vallarta to Hawaii. last year in January and February and didn't make it. So the boat is gone, but my brothers are not, which is great. What happened? Did they have to get rescued? Yeah. Yeah. Are we really doing this? Yeah, I'd like to know. I'm fascinated. So, okay. Um, Were you on the boat first off? I wasn't. I did almost go. That's like, that's like, I really almost went. I'd gone on every trip previous to that. And uh, that was the first one I didn't because I was afraid that we might have, like, work to do, (laughs) so I didn't go, um, anyway, yeah, it was my, my oldest brother and youngest brother, both of whom are older than me, and the oldest one's son, who's eight, and they went, they got, like, three days away from Hawaii, and then there was an unexpected storm, and the mast broke, and they had to call the Coast Coast Guard, and the closest, closest, uh, like, people who could rescue them was like an 850 foot cargo ship and actually if you go to C- I think it's on CBC you can see like my brother telling the story it was like 20 minutes long but it's a really good story and he like cries and stuff it's really good but <laughs> but um yeah they sunk and the cargo ship had to- they did- actually the cargo ship uh like there was like a anyway I shouldn't say that but they sunk after the cargo ship came and <laughs> and uh had to get rescued like from the water What was the name of the boat uh, I think they, sometimes we called it the Yellow Submarine. I think on paper it was called the liahona which is like the
2: anyway. Kind An of ominous submarine sinking, submerged.
3: I know, right, but that was a nickname that people in the in like the marine gave us. Marina gave us because um, we painted it with the wrong kind of paint that turned yellow. After a while, it was supposed to be white, and it turned this like gross yellow. Anyway, and then everyone thought it would sink. And they were right. They were right. And you
2: almost were on that trip because you had done some trips with them previously.
3: Yeah, I I wanted to be on it, actually. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't. So here I am.
2: Well, welcome back. Thank you. (laughs) And to cheer up, Purity Ring, I have a gift for you, Purity Ringers. Some Cass, some Cassie.
4: Awesome. How does this play into the Purity Ring equation? I don't know. I, I really love Cassie. Uh, this is this is me and you. This is a single from her. I guess this is her first single, like off her first record, which just kind of came out of nowhere in I think 2006. Um, and yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. This is amazing.
2: And it's also got the instrumental version
4: on there too, so we
2: can bust that out.
4: Oh yeah, I'll de- I'll definitely do that. That's awesome. Corin is a good photo taker.
2: He took some good photos. What was that all about?
3: Once in a, once in a while, he he like I don't I don't know if they're ever really bad actually, but once in a while you're like Corin, take a picture, and he's like. And it's like the best picture we've ever seen.
4: I take like one picture a week, maybe, Mm -hmm. if that, when someone's like, Corinne, take a photo. But I guess I
3: could get into it.
4: I'm worried, though, that if I did, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be really good at this. And then it would just like. So I'd rather just keep it low key, you know.
2: And Peutering, speaking of filming and stuff, your friend Christina over there is filming. What can you say about Christina?
3: Christina uh, has her role in our lives, she does all the. Right now, she's sell- I'm looking at her and the camera, I guess, but she's selling our merch for us on this tour, most of which she did the artwork for. Uh, yeah, she did, and
4: Christina did all of the album artwork and then a few other designs, like posters, um, things like that.
2: The
3: amazing artwork that
2: captivated Trinidad James.
5: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Megan,
2: what was it like sleeping with kangaroos?
3: <laughs> okay, so I have this thing, I'm like, I'm... There are parts of me that are really impressionable, and like, like someone. I I usually like do my own thing. You can't really tell me what to do, but sometimes someone can say like, "Megan, you should do this," and I'll be like, "Okay, I'll do that." So we were at the zoo, and I was like, "Megan, you should spoon a kangaroo," and I said, "Okay," and that was it. That was it. It was like that was.
2: Excuse me. What's the wording for
3: that? Spoon a kangaroo. He said it originally. He's got the quotes going. You were Big Spoon, though, I think, right? I was, I was Big Spoon, yeah. And, and it just, like, laid there. It was just, like, didn't move. It's
2: a great shot, and it made me think about pictures and stuff. Congra-
4: Another example of a photo that I took. <laughs> yeah, thank congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And
2: also, congratulations. 10 million views on YouTube for Lofty Cries.
3: Yeah, thank you. But it's not even
4: your picture. Yeah, I mean, that might have something to do with all the views.
2: Could you please explain Lofty Cries, 10 million views, but not your picture? Who is in that picture? Who is that girl?
3: I have no idea. No idea at all.
2: Explain more to people, like, there's some sort of picture of a lady.
3: Okay, so we, pretty soon after that, we released that song, that it went up on YouTube. Some people just post songs on YouTube, right? They put whatever picture they want, and someone did that. I don't know. I have no idea who it is. Still don't know. It's a
2: picture of, picture of a lovely lady.
3: Lovely lady in American apparel, I'm sure.
2: boom <laughs> Winding up here, the West Edmonton Mall water park.
3: Yeah. There's <laughs> a
4: new movie about that. There is, yeah.
2: What can you tell the people about that? Your good friend Evan did that.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, actually. I need to watch it. I've heard it's really cool.
2: It's Evan who did the Grimes Oblivion vid. Yeah, yeah. And he did this great movie about the Edmonton Water Park. What are your memories of the West Edmonton Water Park? My buddy Tyler, he used to go there and pick out all the money that was dropped in there and he made twenty bucks in one day. Holy. Do you have any memories of the West Edmonton Mall water park?
4: I've been there quite a few times. I actually grew up in the West End, so I was just like walking distance from the mall. So that's kind of I don't know, it was like neighborhood thing. So I've I've spent many a day at the West Edmonton Water Park.
3: How about you, Megan? spent a lot of time in that water park I think one time I, w- I was there with like my brother and his friends and they they like ran they do they do New Year's Eve every year and right before New Year's Eve I think there was like like they were about to count down they went up to like where the wave pool starts like where the waves come out and like jumped in the water and and there's like th- there's they try and prevent that from happening, but they delayed New Year's Eve, like the countdown, because they had to like get these people out of the water. That was pretty good. <laughs> How about the LRT tunnels? Aren't there some gigs at LRT tunnels?
4: <laughs> yeah, that happened.
3: Like, the um, ones? Yeah.
4: I can't remember who put those on those shows. It was probably, was not Weird Canada probably, I think? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I missed it actually, but I heard it was really crazy. It's like, there is a kind of a, a summer where I think people were putting on crazy shows all over, and that was one of the ones that happened.
3: I got my car window smashed at one of those shows. It was like, it was Mac DeMarco and like Brazilian Money or something. And you know all those like kind of rotten kids would go to those shows. <laughs> and someone, the cops came, there was like a helicopter and they started shining the spotlight. This was at the end of the world. There's this place in Edmonton called End of the World. Um, by the river valley. Anyway, all the kids like ran out through this one pathway, one narrow pathway, and I was parked at the end on the road. And when I got back, there was like an ice pack thrown in my back window. I was so mad, and I I still don't really like Mac DeMarco. <laughs> His music's great. He's like great, but that's like what I think of every time, and I just get a little sour. When was that gig And
2: were there Really, helicopters with lights? That's incredible. <laughs>
3: it was, like the cops came with a helicopter. It was fucked. I should, yeah.
2: Edmonton yeah. is amazing. The packaging, the Edmonton, that is Edmonton flavor. So helicopters with lights are Edmonton flavor.
3: You, gotta, you need to wait till the end of the interview to ask about Edmonton flavor. Here we are. Described. Described.
2: What are the wilder punk shows you've seen aside from the Ice Pack in Your Car? That must be probably the top of the list, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, they would have mostly all been in Edmonton, but like who would have, who would, um, it would like.
4: Snick. There's a a band called Snick from Edmonton. Um, That was like, they put on the scariest shows I've ever seen in my life. And that was actually Cecil, who also, of Born Gold and Gobble Gobble, was the leader of Snick. And um, yeah, those shows, it's like, you would be scared that you would break many things <laughs> Why, what happened what's the environment can you set it up uh well they, they would always do really weird things like they they had um their release show they kind of set up like this weird cult gathering where um they they had all, all their instruments hidden and they got everyone to like s- fall asleep on the ground and then <laughs> Medi- they yeah. did
3: led a meditation were you, you were there right? yeah i was there yeah and then that was yeah, a meditation what someone led like this meditation I don't remember what the result of it was. It felt nice.
4: Yeah, but then all of a sudden they just like busted all their instruments and everyone goes crazy and so unexpected. And I think someone got um, duct taped to the wall completely. They also busted
3: out some mealworms. Remember that? Yeah. There was like they'd like at some point in the set they they like threw mealworms at people and then there were there were a lot of I think like vegans in the audience because a lot of like anyway. They were like crawling around and like picking up the mealworms off the floor, trying to save them. It was amazing. It was amazing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's Snick. Snick were notorious for just putting on like the craziest shows ever in Edmonton.
3: Well,
2: thanks much, Purity Ring. Keep on rocking in the free world and doo 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 doo
5: doo doo.
6: Okay, welcome to the Purity Ring Crystal Castles tutorial. I'm going to start out with the kick. I'm going to do a Purity Ring style drums. And they primarily use 808 drums. So I have a sample here of the 808 kick. And there is one in the drum rack of Ableton. but. I just like this kick a little bit better. Okay, next I've added the snare. You just come over here and Ableton Live Devices Instruments snare. With the kick, it sounds like this. Now, the good thing about the Ableton snare is that you can tune it, and that's the advantage over having a sample. It makes it easy to make some changes over here. They have snappiness, attack, etc. But especially the tuning, if you're going to do Purity Ring style drums, he does a lot with tuning of the snare. So if I click on this tune button, you can see that I have that automated. I've got the snare going up and down. Alright, next I've added the hi hat, um, and this is the Ableton hi hat. Uh, Just go under hi hat, hi hat 808 closed. Alright, I've added the 808 clap, and I put a concert hall reverb on that. So here's what it sounds like with the full drum kit now. Okay, now I've got the full drum kit. I wanted to do a Crystal Castles style intro to it and so for that I've used Massive and the sound is a C64, Commodore 64 stab. Sounds like this. So that's very Nintendo sounding. And then I'm also using a sound called Pack Girl in Massive. So here's what that sounds like together, for the intro, with the clap. Okay, that intro needs a bass line with it, so for that I've used Massive. I used a sound called ad Voca. Sounds like this. and to that I've added an auto-filter and so that it would be kind of a dubstep style sound. I set the LFO to 30 and the rate to one-fourth and so now here's what my intro sounds like with the massive bass line. Okay now I've recorded the bass line. Um, Purity Ring uses a compressed bass line so that every time the bass drum hits it takes down the audio of the bass line gives it kind of a pumping effect. So I'm just using Massive here. I'm using a sound that I made called Purity Ring. It's the smooth square wave and I got three oscillators going. And then I put a compressor on it, I've side-chained it to the kick. Okay, for the lead sound at the chorus, I found an interesting sound. that sounds a bit like something Purity Ring might use. It's called Formant Gadget. And massive, and it sounds like this. So I've added a little bit of that to the chorus, and here's what it sounds like. Okay, so the verse would not be so boring. I found some interesting sounds on my Phantom. Keyboard, and I added those right here. Here's what that sounds like. Alright, here's what it sounds like in the context of the full mix. Purity Ring likes to use some pitched vocals so on the chorus I pitched up and down some of the vocals and here's what that sounds like. So I hope you've enjoyed my tutorial on creating a Crystal Castles Purity Ring type of song and please check out my original musical on SoundCloud.
2: And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. You just heard right there a little tutorial about how you can sound like ring. Thank you, Wave Strike. And before that, Purity Ring on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show with Ungirthed. And before that, an interview with Purity Ring. Continuing on on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show, gonna play something now by a band called Twitch from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Actually, I'm wrong. Specifically, Burnaby. British Columbia, Canada, home of Michael J. Fox. And the reason I know exactly where they're from is because this 45 was released not too long ago on the amazing Supreme Echo record label, Jason Flowers in charge of it and his releases are ultra documented even though this is only a little 45 it comes with an extensive an extensive selection of liner notes and pictures in a nice little booklet one of the greatest 45 packages I've seen in a long I love 45 packages. No, I haven't seen a lot, but I do like buying reissues. And this is a reissue again of a 1973 release by Twitch. Two 7 inches from 1973 released on this 45. Put out again by the Supreme Echo record label. That is Jason Flower from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. But back to Twitch, they were from Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. And we are going to hear from May 1973. May 1973. Dare I say the word proto-punk. We're going to hear Pickup is Illegal on 401. A.K.A. The Hitchhiker's Blues. Plus, we're also going to hear something called country tune from august 1973 in between it i'm going to play a track by the liverpool five who originally were from england but moved to the west coast of america and did gigs in the 1960s and we're going to hear piccadilly lane so the piccadilly lane's going to be in between pickup is illegal on 401 and country tune. These again are tracks by the band Twitch. Please search out this release if you can. I can't say enough. The Supreme Echo record label Twitch reissue. Here we go. Let's take you back on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show to Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. Piccadilly Lane will be in between by the Liverpool 5. But here, right now, speaking of the word pick, 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 pick up is illegal on 401 from May 1973 on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from August 1973, Twitch with Country Tune. And before that, The Liverpool 5 with Piccadilly Line. Not Lane. I guess I was thinking of the fish and chip shop that I used to know called Piccadilly Lane, but it's actually Piccadilly Line by the Liverpool 5. And before that, also by Twitch, the song with the word pick in it, pick up, is illegal on 401. Also, we have something here specifically referring to it. Pickup is illegal on 401 in brackets the Hitchhiker Blues. One thing I didn't describe I made a mistake about the Liverpool song, i.e. Piccadilly Lane Not Line. I should mentioned this amazing release on Supreme Echo that the guys in Twitch you were hearing them playing you know from 1973 what did they look like they were wearing full face paint full face paint even cooler and kiss face paint from 1973 doing those tunes. Coming up on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show something by Nino and the Eptide automatic reaction and in something new from Vancouver British Columbia Canada pretty new for the last couple of months the react sounds that i've heard on the La Tida record label on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show here we go here's Nino and the Eptides <laughs> with automatic
0: reaction.
2: Automatic react shh 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 in And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard The React from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with sounds that I've heard. And before that, Nino and the ebb Tides with Automatic Reaction. Coming up, an interview I did with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And to prepare you for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis who love baseball, thought I would play you a track by D-H-D-F-D-apostrophe-S. The D-H-D-F-D-apostrophe-S. Now, this comes from a compilation called Wrong Wild Cloud Zine. The Wrong Wild Cloud Zine. The wrong wild cloud zine, the wrong wild wild cloud zine, a selection of DIY bands from Auckland, New Zealand, over the years. I was at a gig a little while back, and Michael, who puts out this zine, came up to me and gave me the zine. I think he actually, yes, the zine is a tiny little zine. I was gonna say he didn't give me the zine, but it's a CDR, and it comes with, well, I shouldn't belittle it by calling it a CDR, it's a nice little compilation that comes with an amazing little booklet zine, and it's the I wrote down at least here the wrong wild cloud zine thing. The wrong wild cloud zine thing. A selection of DIY bands from Auckland, New Zealand over the past 10 years. So thank you, Michael, for giving this to me. And I'm going to play something by the DHD FD apostrophe S. And their track is Baseball Love. And then an interview with... Macklemore and Ryan Lewis on the War The Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you so much again, Michael, for giving me this compilation of these bands from Auckland. Absolutely amazing. Do do. <laughs> are you? Macklemore. Macklemore, who'd you have beside you?
7: My man, the dude from Spokane, Washington, Ryan Little King Lewis. Goza.
2: Hello, Ryan. Hello, Nordwar. Welcome to South by Southwest. Thank you. Austin, Texas.
7: Austin, Texas.
2: So I see you again two years later, Macklemore. Ah, uh, yes. I'm back. From the Mohawk to the convention center. We are here now you can finally afford to get Drake on a verse, right? I don't know how much that would cost. Remember way back when you wrote him? Can you explain to the people what that was all about?
7: Yes, I wrote Drake's management. I'd heard like him on a mixtape and I wrote his management and said, how much would it be to get a verse from Drake? And I also have connections in seattle and bellingham washington
2: i love that you mentioned bellingham that's yeah. awesome which is an awesome place shout out yeah, to I, bellingham
7: like i had like a couple hundred people that i could guarantee would be there if drake came and his management quoted me six thousand dollars for a verse and for drake to come and like two do-
2: hotel rooms wasn't
7: it yeah and two hotel rooms
8: but now you can great. afford
2: that uh
8: can Matt and ryan lewis afford that now six thousand dollar drake verse yes yes we
7: will take that drake now <laughs>
2: to welcome you to south by southwest i thought i'd give you guys some gifts first off for ryan some immortal technique <laughs> 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 yeah you love the technique don't you i know this album
8: very well when yeah. did you get into immortal technique from spokane washington immortal technique oh geez uh in high school this was uh this was one of the first what is this the third world this was uh this is one of the first hip-hop albums I got into when I started producing beats so yeah high school 15 16 years old somewhere in there
2: and for Macklemore got something for you some high row
7: ah, glyphics with the
2: track that you love
7: I love all these tracks you never knew is, is a classic absolutely classic yeah this is this is some West Coast underground gold right here these guys are incredible
2: so when you were digging these guys, were you at Evergreen getting graded on your raps? What was that all about?
7: I was I was actually in high school when I was listening to this. I was doing a lot of mushrooms, magical mushrooms, walking around the city by myself in headphones and figuring out who I was in the spiritual realm.
2: What's the importance of the Westlake Center Mall?
7: Oh, Westlake. The Westlake Center Mall, that was where all the graffiti writers, the skateboarders, the the homeless kids in Seattle, the delinquents, the fucked up kids of of the town went and and kicked it. it? And yeah, we we would post up and
2: the food court. Is that where you'd meet?
7: It, right around the food court. Yeah, there was it was like the Westlake block, and um, it was grimy. It still is grimy. It's like a, it, there's like new age of juggalos that kind of have <laughs> occupied the spot, haven't taken the torch and done proper with it, but. Yeah, that was like a lot of initial freestyles, a lot of skateboarding, a lot of just malt liquor.
2: And for food, dicks, dicks, food. Dicks. The amazing dicks. Now, is it true, McLemore, you threw out dicks to the audience at Numo's?
7: <laughs> I threw some D on them. Yes, I did. I, I threw out numerous hamburgers. How did you know that? Well, you're McLemore and Ryan Lewis, we have to know that. You do have to know that. Yes, I threw out, I went to Dick's and ordered probably like 50
8: cheeseburgers, and threw them into the crowd.
2: Now, were people mad that they were thrown and like they couldn't eat them easily,
8: or did they pick them up? What happened? You can eat them in. You can eat them in like three bites usually, three to four bites. If you've ever, if you've ever eaten a dick, no, if you have ever eaten
7: dicks, you know that a, a cold cheeseburger is it's delicious.
2: This record right here, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis.
7: Yes. How does that
2: relate to Dix, Sir Mix-a-Lot,
7: Posse on Broadway? Well, Broadway is a street that Dix is on, and My Posse's on Broadway is a Sir Mix-a-Lot cut that is a Seattle classic, not even just Seattle, just a worldly, all-nations classic record. For For all the Broadway's.
8: For all the Broadway's. But he's specifically
7: rapping about Broadway in Seattle, and he shot his music video for My Posse's on Broadway
2: at dicks and you can see the dicks kind of in the corner right there absolutely now let's take a closer look at sir mixalot right here i love this album cover what can you say about this album cover sir mixalot seminar it does, does this summarize the guy very much so
7: i mean that facial expression he's pretty much just always making that face
2: no i'm asking this to you macklemore because baby got bags Bags? Baby got bags. Did you some, do some announcement like at the airport with Sir Mixlot for bags? <laughs> I don't know with Sir
7: Mixlot maybe he did baby got bags. We I did I did hey, do an SSA airport report. Yeah, like, you it. can't smoke here <laughs> Yeah, go to the bathroom here and, and pick up your bags and don't be a terrorist.
2: So Mixlot can help at airports. You can help at airports too. But do you know that Mixlot is kind of responsible for Limp Bizkit? This record here helped inspire Limp Bizkit. Iron Man, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot, and Metal Church. Wow. Oh, really? I know nothing about Limp Bizkit. Well, I don't know if it really did inspire it or not, but I'm just saying he was one of the first guys to take, you know, like heavy metal and rap uh, and put it together, okay. you know. I gotcha. guess I was going to ask about Sir mix heavy metal influences. Have you talked to him about his, like, heavy metal?
7: You know what? I don't know that side of Sir mix I did not know that he ventured into that realm. I will have to speak to him about this.
2: But I think you, Ryan Lewis, you know Mixlot because didn't you DJ for him? I saw you DJing for Sir Mixalot. I
8: did. I had the pleasure of DJing for Sir Mixalot at the Showbox, show number two out of three, uh, two years ago when he showed up and did Posse on Broadway at our show. What were the instructions? Um. Just chill, just stay in the back, don't do anything crazy, just let Sir Mix-Law handle it, which is what I did.
2: So Ryan, you've had a lot of experience with DJing, but some of your records get destroyed. What three CDs did your dad break? (laughs) Um, He broke... you explain the context?
8: Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have parental advisory CDs, so when I was 12, my dad broke DMX, what's the one where he's covered in blood on the cover? Flesh of My Flesh. Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, or whatever. Uh, Jay-Z, it was a CD single of Money Anything, and I think a burnt copy of Tupac's Greatest Hits. And we have a yearly discussion every year where I remind him how fucked up the whole thing was.
2: And you were in a band at the time,
8: Shema? Shema? No, not Shema, Schema. Uh, Schema, I call Shema. Shema, I was in Shema. Uh, No, I was in a... What band had seagulls in the wind? Oh, you're, you're digging up some shit, Norway. you change it to poison? Oh, my goodness. Poison
2: to my ears. Why did you change it to poison to my ears?
8: Because oh, I um thought it sounded better. I don't know. Poison
0: <laughs> to my ears? Yeah, this was, this was it. What do you
2: know about his
8: secret past? I knew about... what? What's? It? I don't know about any of this. I don't know how he knows about it. I barely know about any of this anymore. Um... Yeah, so I was in a metal band, we had three songs, one of which was originally called Seagulls in the Wind, and we changed it to Poison to My Ears. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, we don't there's good reasons why we don't bring any of this up, Nardwar. But I'd like to return to Seattle. Kid Sensation. Mm. Yes.
2: And I have another gift for you. Matt Clamore, Kid Sensation, Sea Town Baller. Yes,
7: yes. I see this. I pr- this is this is dope. This is dope.
2: And they're into like Griffy baseball tunes,
7: aren't they? What can you say about the Kid Sensation? Kid Sensation did a song with Griffy where Griffy is actually rapping. What? And some would say better than Shaq ever did. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like Griffy can uh, he actually might get Kid Sensation on his own record. Oh. I'm saying. Careful. I'm saying. Griffey, he, he can rap.
2: And I got the Town Ballers for you guys. Instrumentals as well, so you can do some stuff with them.
7: We will be rapping, like, all the time. I will be rapping over these instrumentals. And
2: I love Seattle rap. It is so good. Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, Kid Sensation. But also, we got to give some props to Source of Labor.
7: Oh, oh! Bringing them out. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Source of Labor, yes. This is... Um, this is a Seattle classic. Foundation. Yes. This is, um, I used to watch Source of Labor as a kid. And they used to play at Bumper Shoot, which is like the festival in Seattle that you go to at the end of the year, um, at the end of the summer. And I used to watch Source of Labor and be like, one day I want to be like those guys. Because they were the only local hip-hop group that ever got any love on any festival in Seattle. So this was, um, you know, John booked me, who was the MC. Wordsayer booked me for my first show when I was like fifteen or sixteen years old. Um, Thank you, source of labor. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Wordsayer. Thank you, thank you, Jay Moore, and thank you, source of labor. This is incredible.
5: If you go to
2: Tacoma, you can do thrift shopping, can't you? You can absolutely. It's good though anymore, is it? I haven't. I just kind of drive through Tacoma.
8: But it used to be amazing, though. Some Have would- always
2: just been driving through Tacoma?
8: You know, yeah Particularly ten years ago when it smelled like shit all the time, all the time. Paper mill It smelled like poop Continuing on here with Mackla Moore And Ryan
2: Lewis Gosling I wanted to delve even deeper into Seattle rap right here With this particular compilation I don't know if you've ever seen it Seattle, The Dark Side The Dark Side It's
8: produced by Rick Rubin Check it out Read what the caption says on this Rhyme Cartel Records flips the script. No grunge, just rap in R&B C-Town style. And it's on Sir Mix-a-Lot's I label. I remember this.
2: What do you remember about some of the different artists that are on here? Like we have E-Dog, Kid Sensation. Do you recognize any of those? Uh, I would feel cooler if I did, but I don't.
8: Maybe Sir Mix-a-Lot?
7: Yeah, outside of Sir Mix-a-Lot and Kid Sensation, I, I might know
2: E-Dog, but no. But I do remember the cover. That's about all. Here we have Seattle, the Dark Side compilation, and E-Dog has a song on this release, and it's a song nowadays about the NBA returning, returning to Seattle. Ah, E-Dog. And you guys, you love Seattle b-ball, don't you? You love this team, don't you? You love this team. Yes. yes.
8: JC Penny
2: presents.
7: Bring them back. Bring them back. Yeah, this is, um, Sorry. we were world, we are world champions, Nardward. We won.
2: That's what I see right there. What do you remember about the glory days? What are your favorite glory days, aside from the championships?
7: Sean Kemp, um, Gary Gary Payton. Payton, Detlef Shrimp, Steve Scheffler, Michael Cage. Michael Cage had hair that's similar to yours. He was a black man, but his hair was similar.
2: I will investigate. You should. Thank you, Street Level Records. Thank you to Street Level Records. This is street level records. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. No. I was like, whoa. No, but Street Level Records. Thank you. Why
7: should you thank Street Level Records? Oh, for so many uh, gangster classics in <laughs> Seattle. Wands. Um, for Wands. For Wands. Wands. For Wands, D Sane. Shout out to my guy D Sane. He is. Um, he is street, he is street Level Records. But yes, we called D Sane one night. We were in the studio. And we were like, we need somebody that can pull off this hook. We needed a a Nate Dogg-esque sounding man with a deep baritone voice. And we called him at about 1 o'clock in the morning and said, D-Sane, do you know somebody? Because I'd had a conversation with him, and I felt like he had somebody. And yes, he did. That person was Wans. Wans was waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day to go to work, but he decided to come to the studio, and we recorded
2: Thrift Shot. He was like a full-time software test engineer. Pretty much, yes. On the 21st floor of an apartment looking over Soto. I didn't even know that, but... Like full benefits, retirement, paid holidays. That he left all behind. For the thrift shop. But he's having a great time, though. He's having fun. Thank you, Street Level Records. So it's their fault, ultimately, not Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, really. I would put it on d saying, yes. Continuing on here, thrift shops. I loved that Juan, speaking of Juan, there's a video of him actually grabbing the actual PA at a thrift shop, a Goodwill. Like he grabbed the PA and went, okay, shoppers, have you seen that at all? What is that all about?
7: We were with him and we were in California and they wanted him to sing
2: the hook over the PA, over the PA at a thrift shop, at a Goodwill. And you also got to raise the 14th man flag over the space needle?
7: In America, in Seattle, it's the 12th man flag. It might be the 14th man flag. Boom! It's close. It's close. It's so close. It's just two numbers off. 12th man flag in Seattle. And yes, I got to raise it over the city. And Shabazz Palaces were there. Yes, Tendai from Shabazz Palaces. But no Mixalot. Mixalot was there. But he wouldn't go on top of the Space Needle.
2: Really? Even though he's been on top in many photos, hasn't he?
7: He, he would not climb the ladder. He thought that that was dumb and that we were going to die.
8: <laughs> and he was almost going to be in the thrift shop video, but he didn't return your calls? Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's very he true. Didn't, he, didn't he didn't hit us back. He wasn't I interested. He's not going to the thrift shop.
7: No. I DM'd him and I didn't even tell him what the song was. I was just like, yo, come make a cameo, come make a rap cameo, pass the torch. Didn't hit me back. <laughs> do you have like a Lego space needle thing? I do. That seems awesome. <laughs> I've never even opened that, Nardward. Where, like,
2: it's still in the box, man. Where did you get it?
7: I think my girlfriend gave it to me.
2: Cause I love it. It looks so awesome. Like, anything Space Needle, I just love.
7: Yeah. You guys kind of got, like, a Space Needle thing. and it's
2: like every si- Do you go to, like, every city? Oh, there's... Oh, what sort of cities have you seen have many Space Needles?
8: Toronto, Toronto and Vancouver both have them, don't they?
2: Yeah. The CN Tower. Yeah. And we were just in um in New Zealand...
8: They have, one, they have one. For sure. A uh, really, Aqu- really cool Aqu- city. Any really, really cool city has a huge phallic building. Yes. For sure. And I'm obsessed by the Space
2: Needle. In fact, I don't know if you guys have seen this record here at all. Check it out. It is KO Country, High Country there's K.O.'s bashful Bobby Wooten living and broadcasting from the Space Needle. A radio station in the Space Needle. People lived there. He had a bachelor pad. Open up this record. Check it out. (laughs) He lived here. Could this be your fantasy, Macklemore?
7: No way. right here. What do we see? Bobby Wooten (laughs) naked. Naked. Wow. That is incredible. I had no idea. Wow. I knew
8: someone lived in the Smith Tower. This, is, that's, this is
2: That is
7: next level That's what dreams are
8: made of in I'm just Does it still exist? Hidden somewhere?
2: That's what I want you guys to find out I'm so obsessed by it Like when you were up there, did you see Bobby's Space Needle penthouse? I don't think, th- I think it's a restaurant However,
8: there's numerous doors That they're like, no, don't go in
7: there so. Do you think Bobby Wooten is still in there Taking a bath naked?
2: <laughs> we can only hope
7: Some 30 years later That'd be incredible
2: but radio stations and TV stations play pretty heavily into your careers, don't they, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? Like, for instance, there was a radio station at your high school. That's true. That's true. It,
7: it, it played techno, and I tried to avoid it at all costs. But yes, it was there, and there was DJs, and they played techno.
2: And Ryan, right at your high school, there was a TV
7: station.
8: Which high school? It was like KSPS TV. Probably. I went to two high schools. Spokane. Do you remember a TV station there? I was on the TV station at the high school in Spokane. Roosevelt didn't have one. Seattle that's didn't. It's pretty cool to have your own TV station. It was cool. It was very cool. Yeah, for sure. Although it's all, also weird to like wake up in first period to like other students giving the morning news. But it was cool. It's really neat
2: that you guys have ended up in Bon Appetit
8: magazine. Yes.
2: And, and Gordito's. Do you love the Gordito's? Gordito's restaurant? Seattle. Yes. No. 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 I had it once, and where's
7: Cordita? It's in in on 85th and uh in in Greenwood.
8: Are you opinionated on Julia's breakfast? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm opinionated, although I go there often, very often, both locations. Seattle food, Tubbs, the five
7: point. Uh, yeah, tubs That's the best.
8: Tubbs is the best
7: sandwich in the game. They got a barbecue sauce you dip the sandwich into. <laughs> that is perfection. I think they
8: might name it after you guys. Do you have anything named after you? No. Are you on the menu? No, I didn't think so. I eat the Joker. That's the only thing I've ever had from Tubbs. I had it the first time. Haven't changed since.
2: What's very interesting, again, about the success of McLemore and Ryan Lewis is you've penetrated some interesting magazines. Bon Appetit?
8: Yes. And
2: the International
8: Business Times. I did not know this. They did a study to see if we actually changed thrift shopping across America, I believe, and we haven't. <laughs> in what? terms of thrift shopping sales. What? In terms of thrift shopping sales, they haven't gone up. Although I don't know if I believe that shit. Quote. Macklemore's thrift shop has had
2: no effect on actual thrift shop revenues. Bullshit. A spokeswoman for Goodwill said she has not seen an impact (laughs) on a national level. People are mad. Goodwill said that? That's messed up. That's Ask Value Village. Ask Savers. Data from Goodwill's Seattle branch was not available.
7: Yeah, exactly, because they're so busy. Selling
5: shit.
2: <laughs> the Salvation Army did not respond to a request for sales figures. Again, too busy. But I thought that's awesome that they actually did a study just to check to see if it has made any difference. I've, I've been curious, and I do not believe their study. I don't either. At all. Has anybody thought that you work at the Goodwill, like showing up at a Goodwill, and like the Goodwill people phoned you, and like, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, would you please get here to some kids looking for you?
7: Thankfully, they do not have our phone number, but... um you know it's it's weird now i feel like in seattle it's it's weird because we shot it literally just about every thrift shop for the video so it's strange to go back into those stores now after you shot a music video that has gone viral
8: Well, it's it's more like you're going to be thrift shopping one of those stores and someone's going to be like it's Mackmore from thrift shop in a thrift shop in seattle from the video so we go to portland but some of the places you shot like the freeman Fremont
2: mall yes that's pretty cool. Like Jive Time Records is around there. There's lots of cool record stalls. What can you say about like, that area? Like, I love that mall, the Jive Time Records.
7: Yeah, great, great mall, great shop, a lot of different stuff in there. Um, again, we just shot a video, and I, I feel like I have to wear a disguise.
8: I, would go, I love the Fremont Vintage Mall. I always go back there, even in awkwardness. Also, Narwhal. You shot in a
2: place called Narwhal. We did. And next to the just I'm always attracted to, like, what's that like, Narwhal?
7: A lot of taxidermy. A lot of dead animals on the wall. Very cool and creepy and inspiring and very nice to us.
2: What can you say about Flavor
7: Blue? Flavor Blue, those are the homies.
2: They um, They did not make it in your thrift shop video, Mr. Flavor Blue. He didn't make it the Thrift Shop because he'd been in too many other of your videos, right? No. No, he's in the video. No, the other member of Flavor Blue.
8: There's a couple. Parker. Yeah, Parker. You make a good point, collectively. Please explain. People may be wondering, what am I talking about here? Flavor Blue is three people. Hollis, Parker, Isaac. Isaac is one of the Gucci guys in Thrift Shop. (laughs) Parker didn't make it in because he played young Ben in The Other Side Remix. (laughs) Um, And Hollis has been in... What is she She's doing? In the video. She's in the video. She's, in the video. She's in, oh yeah, she holds the the enormous calculator yeah. when he's in the onesie. <laughs> but Parker didn't show up, and now he kind of feels
2: bad because really? he felt he was overexposed, you know, in one video, so he didn't show up at the thrift shop. And yeah. did you get that at all from some people? Like they were invited. Like, who didn't make it? Good question. Anybody get cut out?
7: You you all always right. have to cut people out. It's true. Too. And the, what sucks is that people wait there forever. Yeah. Videos take so long.
8: And people get cut. The worst, too, is when you're shooting a massive scene of extras and the whole shot just didn't work. So there's like 200 people that get cut. <laughs> and <laughs> the problem is
7: that they tell their friends that they're going to yeah. be in the video and they're excited. And then it, it comes out and they're not in it. And you feel
2: bad. We're sensitive. But McLemore and Ryan Lewis, you guys are like a real company, aren't you? You're a real company.
7: We are a company.
2: We are an, we are an, an LLC. LLC. Like, I went to your website. and There's job openings. I love that. There's job openings. <laughs> really? Well there were when I looked, it's like there's job openings listed.
8: Do you want to work with us?
2: Sure, I'd like to hop aboard down. Omore and Ryan Lewis. Experience. But I mean in general though, it's cool. Like not only you know, like have, like Amanda Palmer have people give, you know, money to like for the record. but you actually you have job openings. Have you've, you've in past you've had job openings.
7: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We've had internships, we've had uh job openings that we've put up on our website I guess and uh, yeah we're open to um, you know we're expanding companies so you need to hire people
8: we're a label
7: pretty much
2: and you are Ryan Lewis and you are Mac Miller Mac Lamore I want to give a gift now to Ryan Lewis nice and it refers back to an interview we did a little while back could you please present this gift right here to your bandmate and explain to the people why he is getting this record right here
7: Wow, Chris Cross, and this is the best of Criss Cross remixed.
2: And why
8: is Ryan Lewis getting this record? Are you gonna bring this up again?
7: Did, did I ever bring? You didn't know who Criss Cross was.
8: I didn't know who Criss Cross was two years ago. Which
7: since is crazy. Since this. Which is fucked up. If you're gonna If you're gonna make rap beats, you have to know who Criss Cross is.
8: Total Man, fast. I was I was on that immortal technique. <laughs> but now you have the Cross oh, remixed. It. Remixed. And I you know, I bumped crisscross since then, <laughs> for sure. And um What's your favorite song? Uh my favorite song is uh well, it's gotta be jump, right? It's gotta be jump. Yeah, that's,
7: uh, I mean, they have the crazy the bus.
8: They have the crazy cadences, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah this is dope.
8: Well, thanks so
2: much, Mclemore and Ryan Lewis. Anything else you want to add to yes. the people
7: out there at all? Absolutely. Because you have been so generous with us, given us so much vinyl and so many great gifts. We came with a present for you, Nardward.
2: No way. Thank you.
7: Yes. Well, don't thank me yet. It's not easy to bring presents to South by, is it? It's hard. You know, you have a baggage limit of 50 pounds. Um, and we were on the plane together, weren't sure. we? So anyway, we brought you something and i would like to give it to you
2: oh thank you very much and why don't you just reach your hand in there and grab it oh my God. this this no way this is it this is the, the, the. if it's good enough for ellen it's good enough for me
7: you have your very own Derek erdman customized nardward the human serviette jacket
2: that is incredible that is exactly what you gave ellen well, except, except with Ellen.
7: <laughs> I didn't give her Th- the hardware jacket.
2: I gave it with Ellen's face. Oh, I, uh, thank you. I'm so. Let me put it on. Can you just comment about the jacket? Tell the people about who made the jacket as I put it on.
7: Derek Erdman made it. We had him. We, we hit him up on Monday, and he overnighted it last night. It got here, and it's very special. It He's is.
2: He's a stranger, doesn't he?
7: Maybe. He might. If you look on the back, we have maple leaves representing where you're from which is Vancouver, british columbia
2: canada exactly Man, this, thank you so much uh, absolutely i really appreciate this mac lamar and ryan lewis it feels so comfortable too it is it, it nice well. it not, does it, it really does feel it, it's like well. how did you know like that i would want it this size and it's perfect it feels so good
7: you know what derek erdman picked it out for you specifically
2: have you guys got any jackets like this at all of course forty five
7: <laughs> I don't, ha- I don't actually. He made this just he in a couple hours. Uh, yeah, he, he started Monday, sent it overnight. We're here Friday.
2: Well, please thank him. And thank you, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, for this incredible gift and incredible interview. And thanks for being on this journey as we all have been. It's South by Southwest 2011 to South by Southwest. I like to spin there, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. to 2013. Thanks so much for your time thank and the gift. You. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do Doodoo doodoo. Is making his major league debut. Ken Griffey
9: Jr. at the age of 19 and listen to the ovation. Comes the wind and the pitcher on the way to Jr. and it's swung on and belted. He's
1: the left field. Held on the track, the wall. Yeah. Welcome to Seattle, Ken Griffey Jr.
5: My oh my, on the first
9: major league. The release in Seattle. Check it out. Oh, yeah, Jocker Jack, this jam, cause it's no joke. Give me a minute, I'll make the mic smoke on fire. Rolling like Gatorback tires. We won't retire till you respire. Kickin' the funky vibe to the funky swing beat. Not your head in the Cherokee GG. I didn't come alone this time. Can Griffin swing the crowd to one?
10: Rhyme. Hey, Griffin, swinging out a singer, a death rhyme bringer, a home run hitter, but I'm not a dope slinger For those who try to flex, I'm a quick neck ringer. For those who sit the rhymes, we get it back, I'm a the to The ya. the R, the I, the F, the F, the E, the Y. Shake three and rough, so why try to stick with number three four, cooling in the flat. He get cracked with a baseball, oh, yeah. yeah. One likes the back,
9: and the other likes the battle. One from Cincinnati, and the other ball. from Seattle. He's batting average is 3 and the kid is undefeated with a dozen KOs. We swing for a hobby, to keep your head bobby. or bust a couple of rhymes in the hotel lobby. I'm stepping away from the mic, the ECP is in the house. Turning
10: it over to Griff, go ahead it was for the trouble, going to take the party to another level. When I swing, I bring bass like an earthquake. I hate to make the home run and make the house shake. Writing the kind of rhymes that you just can't get with. But when we get making it be funky as an armpit. Taste the beat and get dope, but not crack. I mean, the kind of dope that's far from whack.
9: To swing to the beat,
10: kid. Well go ahead kid and grab the mic and swing again This
9: rhyme I dedicate to the dope dealers Killing my youth so I call you future stealers Selling the poison to the girls and boys in. It's all for the love of money, sonny Look how we live large and legally Meat and grip making
10: it swim easily Enough of that griff, take it back And swing like a monkey cause the beat is fun. If I see a fire, then I pull a fire alarm But if I see a girl light, then I pull her by the arm And start doing that game like a pitcher but I'm the type of brother Or else take a home man Rap to a mother Girl with attitude jokes Don't even say that Forget about it Because if you don't play that Music is the language
9: Of all people I make music For the brothers and others I ain't Asiatic But lyrically acrobatic And ready for the stiffs Who rip the stars Swift to kick around like Pelé And stack on strong jams until it's payday day. like the again and letting them get rowdy Peace like
10: a light at night, the kid's out I'm about to wrap it up, no pun intended Just wave your hands and that will be splendid You wanna see me in action at home Or just turn on the TV or visit the kingdom That's the place where I swing the most Not to break a bunch, but I swing coast to coast No one can swing like my homie sensation Kick the fucking up when the bass vibration Blah.